The following program is sponsored by Lindis Construction. This is the WCCO Home Improvement Show, brought to you by Lindis Construction. One call, one contractor. Lindis Construction provides Minnesota and Wisconsin with the best products and workmanship. They provide leaf guard gutters, asphalt roofing, metal roofing, season guard replacement windows, exterior siding, remodeling, new construction, and more. If you've got questions, they've got answers this hour. Here's Denny Law and Andy Lindis. Yes, indeed it is. Good morning to you, and thanks for joining us in our Home Improvement Show, presented every week by our friends at Lindus Construction. I'll spell it right away, L-I-N-D-U-S. Andy is indeed in studio. Good morning. Good morning. I missed you this past week when we were visiting uh, the Lindus place out yeah, there. Yeah, I, yeah. I uh, just missed you. Sorry, yeah. I had other meetings to attend to, but uh, sounds like you got some stuff accomplished. Uh, very much so. As some folks know, maybe they don't. We're in the midst of a beginning of a project, mm-hmm. a remodeling project. Uh, with uh, Lindis's help, and well, you got thorough people there. They they cover all the. Ba- I guess you have to. Yes, it's a uh, very detail oriented uh, <laughs> job by nature, and uh, we've learned over time that the more details we can cover up front when we start the job, we yeah. have a much easier job of finishing it the right way the very first time. Everybody's is, on the same page. Yeah, first time quality is always what we're after. Yeah. Doesn't always happen that way, but uh, it's definitely what we strive for. But again, I, I'm sorry I missed you because I know you were in the midst of a meeting, but uh, we had great lunch uh, down the road there, Sandy and I. Mm-hmm. And But your busy place, I mean, there were like worker bees. There was very busy, a lot of movement there, Yes, but always friendly. You know, I, I mean, I bet you teach them to do that. You know, uh, <laughs> we it is a culture. Or maybe this is, that's naturally. You know, uh, we talk about uh, appreciation at our office, appreciating each other, appreciating what yeah. uh, what uh, the other people do, and, and accountability. We hold each other accountable, but... Uh, I've been blessed that over the last couple of weeks I've had more people that I work with come up to me and say that this is the first job I've had where I'm excited to come to work. And, How about that? And uh, last night I got to the hockey rink and uh, a guy uh, whose daughter's on the, the same team as my daughter came up to me and goes, I ran into a group of your installers at, uh, at, at the crossroads and uh, – they don't know who I was, and I was asking them about it, and they all talked about what a great place it is to work and how much fun they have and how, how, how they take pride in their work and how they always want to do the best job they possibly can. And this was all unsolicited, and it was just – feel very, very lucky right now and uh, very blessed to, to be able to work with the people I do. And not to mention I get to go to work every day with, uh, with my two brothers, which is, which is unique, so yeah. it's a lot of fun to be around them every day. And it's a, it's a, I'm a very lucky guy. We had a very good – 2018, and I know 2019, when we're celebrating our 40th anniversary. Wow. Uh, I remember it, the 30th. Yeah, yeah so do I. <laughs> we're, we're celebrating our 40th anniversary, and it's, uh, it's going to be a lot of fun. Speaking of celebrating, yes, celebrating a big birthday today, i got to give a shout-out to my dad, who started the whole darn thing. Uh, he is 63 years young today, so it's his, his He's birthday. He's a kid. He's, He's a, a kid. kid. The Cap, Cap <laughs> is a kid. Cap is a kid, and uh, he, he does act like a kid. I've never met a happier guy at life than than my dad. I mean, really, no one can rain on his parade. He's just a happy dude and one of the most helpful human beings 
I've ever been around. And for, for sure. a guy that's building uh, what I'm calling the ultimate man cave, having him around and his suggestions, he uh, as frustrating as it can be sometimes when he's changing stuff midstream, it's usually the right decision. I, I'm learning slowly here. I just got to let him go and uh, and make things happen. I got to my garage last night and I had temporary lights all strung up. Listen that was his it. doing. It's, oh, it's, 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 it's pretty awesome to have him around. So happy birthday, Dad. Happy birthday, Kevin. Yes, indeed. All right. Uh, wish him well for, for all of us here at CCO, will you? Okay. So with my project and yeah. your project, we should have a lot to talk about in I 2019. Should... <laughs> we'll have to put on an we'll extra show. <laughs> Who's going to get done first? <laughs> I'm I'm hoping by uh, 2020 I have a graduation party. It, it has to be done by May 2020. So hopefully we get yours done well before that. All right. Well, let's see what happens. All right. I'm sure we will. All right. If you have any kind of a home improvement question, there's the guy you want to chat with, uh, Andy Lindis, 651-989-9226. Uh, you want to send a text? Sure, 81807, 81807, if that's uh, easier for you. Uh, Andy, let's go to the phones. Todd is calling from Maple Grove, I believe. Todd, you're on with Andy. Hey, guys. Merry Christmas. Andy, Merry you. Christmas. Question uh, for you on uh, uh, flooring in, in bathroom. Uh, okay. we, we need to do a couple of bathrooms in our house. Uh, I, I, I like par- uh, ceramic tile. Um, I've, I've done plenty of it, but... Uh, we want something kind of non-slippery for the couple of grandkids to come over quite a bit. Um, but uh, so are the vinyl tiles, are they um, are they worth looking at? I mean, or, or what do I look for in that, I guess? Uh, I'm, I've never, I don't, for me, I, I like real tile more than, than, than any of it. And you can get some tile that's not that slippery. Um, if you're just go online and look at Dell Tile, and I know they have a showroom here in the Twin Cities, there's a lot of different options that you you can get. And now's the time too to think about things like: Do I want to make this floor a heated floor? You know, it's a bathroom, and those electric yeah. mats aren't that expensive or or to to install or hard to install to put in. Are they pretty efficient too? And they're pretty efficient. And a heated floor in a bathroom makes makes a big difference. And tile is going to heat up a lot more. And it's going to last longer. Than, than a lot of these vinyl things and these manufactured, I don't know, it just always looks fake and feels fake to me, and it doesn't seem like as durable as the other things. So I, I'd probably stick with a, a tile. It doesn't have to be a ceramic tile, but go to, go to Dell Tile. There's some things out there that just aren't that slippery that you should be fine with. Very good. Good idea. Thanks, Todd. Good luck with that. Uh, 651-989-9226. Uh, I believe Chris is calling from Chaska. With a question, Chris, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, guys. Morning. I had a question on uh, our house built in the built in the early '60s. Somebody took it one point and turned the garage into part of the house, um, which gave it more space. But the problem is, is it's a hand frame roof, and mm-hmm. the insulation is basically it's a vaulted ceiling, so the insulation I think is tied up to the roof and. There's really no air gap in there, and I'm wondering how I can get that to quit building ice up when we get snow and it gets cold out. Well, it's not an easy or a, or a cheap process, Chris, uh, just just to warn you, but it is a doable thing. There's, there's false roofs that we can put on with airflow underneath between the two roof decks. There's spray foam applications that we do, which is usually what we have the best luck with vaulted ceiling, where we're able to, when we do the roof, we are we're going to remove your sheeting. We're going to spray foam all that. It's still going to remain a hot roof, and then we're going to put the sheeting back on. The, the, the trick is to try to get any airflow from stop to going to 
the actual snow and causing all of that ice. There's also other products that uh, GAF has that has insulation built into the actual sheathing with air space in it. So you use like a fascia vent, and then you can put a ridge vent up. So there is some airflow there. If any heat escape is getting through your vaulted ceiling, it's going to – there's an insulate. there's like an R12 of insulation that between the two – between the it's like a two-inch air gap that, that has – so – between the air actually leaving the building, leaving that that actual space and the actual insulation, we've had really good luck with not having snow melt. But it's not a cheap process or a or a quick process. There's no real fast way to do that. Okay, well that's kind of what I expected, but uh, uh, I appreciate it. Sounds like some good ideas. All right, yeah, good, Chris. We uh, we run into this on on a pretty regular basis, and and we we go through it and. On, on an average roof, it usually adds about $8,000 to the cost of the roof, um, which in the big picture of things and knowing that you never have to worry about ice dams and things of that nature, it, uh, I think uh, a lot of people do justify it. Very good. Thank you, Chris. And as we head to this uh, quick break, if you have any type of question, it could be about insulation. Can you, hey, it can be about decks. I know it's almost Christmas. It can be about decking. It can be. If you like. Or uh, whatever you can, whatever home improvement question you have, text it in or call it in. The text number is 81807. The phone number, 651-989-9226. This is the Linda's Hour, and we talk home improvement on News Talk 830 WCCO. It's the Home Improvement Show every Saturday in the 9 o'clock hour. Here on News Talk 830 WCCO, Denny, along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. A call, if you have a home improvement question, call it in or text it in. Andy will do his best to field that question for you, 651-989-9226. I see the phones are ringing, folks are online, but there is one line open if you want to fill it. Uh, or send a text if that's easier, 81807. All right, Andy, uh, boy, I tell you, where do we begin here? Well, let's let's go back to the phones. Paul in Eden Prairie is our first up here. Paul, you're on CCO. Good morning. Good morning, Jenny, and happy holidays to you. Say a quick question. I've got a probably a common thing that you see. I have a 17-year-old home we built in 2001, mm-hmm. and uh, we've got two rooms that are above our garage. It's a three-car garage. and just always have a hard time, a difficult time, um, controlling the, uh, the heat court this time of the year. And then also in the summertime, yeah. you know, having them cool. So, Sure, you see it a lot, but what suggestions may you have for me to tackle that? Well, a couple of things. Uh, what type of roofing do you have uh, on on your house, Paul? Uh, just shingles. Just shingles. Okay. Um, on these type of situations, where you're, you're you're what I would probably try if you're not going to be replacing your roof, the the really only way to to make that room stay as comfortable as the rest of the house is to stop. The, the cold from coming in and the heat from coming in, and the best way to do that is going to be spray foam. Now, having said that, I, I in these situations, at times, I use our metal roofing, and our metal roofing is going to remain much cooler in the summertime. It has a very high reflectivity and a very low emissivity, so it doesn't actually absorb the sun's energy. It's uh, the kynar that's in the paint. That that goes on that steel really does a good job, and I know I have lots of customers that have commented when we do these story and a half homes that have like the knee walls. Uh, when we do those types of homes or the old farm homes that that have that those type of knee walls, that I get comments from customers on a regular basis say how much cooler their home is in the summertime. But if you're not replacing your roof, spray foaming that ceiling is going to go a long ways, and it will keep it much warmer because you're not going to have any heat loss. 
and it's going to keep all that hot from that that roof coming in from the summertime. All right. Does that uh, does that help you, Paul? So it's coming from above rather than below, huh? I mean, my well, my, all the other rooms are fine that are above, uh, which are just across hallways. And but the fact that it's above the garage, I'm just wondering. I don't. Well, have is your garage heated? Garage no. Yeah. Oh, then then yeah, you need to insulate that floor as well. Okay. For sure. Yep. That uh, if your garage is not heated, you're you're, you're definitely getting some. Yeah, that's. Uh, I would start there. Okay. Good luck, Paul. Thanks for the call. And uh, we have a line open at 651-989-9226. Kathy is calling from Medelia, I believe. Kathy, good morning. Good morning. What can we do for you? Well, I have a project up in Brainerd. And here, I'll t- they're going to uh, put in some 6-inch um, R9 fiberglass bed insulation on the exterior walls and then blow in cel- cellulose insulation in the attic space. But then they're going to put a 4-mil poly barrier on the exterior walls. Now, I've heard conflicting reports about putting poly over the fiberglass, you know, the insulation, because it can get moldy in there. And I'm not sure if that's what we should do or... What type of... It all depends on what's on your exterior wall. You do need some type of vapor barrier there, but uh, you want to be sure you're not trapping that moisture on the exterior wall. Do you know what's on the exterior wall? Is there another vapor barrier in there? Brand, it's a brand new build, just okay. an addition. They're going to put um, Tyvek um, yep, on the yep, exterior yep, wall. You, you, that should be fine then. So then that put in the vapor barrier. Is it okay to put the vapor barrier? Okay to put the vapor barrier. It is okay with okay. that. Yep. <clears throat> and then on the the block, I had my the crawl space in that cabin um, water waterproofed or whatever, and they put this poly all the way up the walls and everything. And they had me cover all the vents, both inside and outside, because he said, you know, you shouldn't have the moisture from the outside coming in. And um, with the new build, they're going to put in vents. Should the vents be there or not? Well, it all depends on uh, what you're doing with that space. So a lot of times what I do with those spaces, I run a dehumidification system and I spray foam them, sealing them off entirely. Because without that, the floors seem to get cold in those types of rooms. So are they doing any type of insulation in the floor, Kathy? No, just poly in the floor. Okay. Is this a three-season room or four-season? It'll be four. Okay. You're going to notice a very cold floor if there's air traveling, cold air traveling through that crawl space. But you normally, you would foam it. I would. We spray foam those all the time. Yeah. That's an option, Kathy. Like I, I, I've told the story before. Eh? The one lady in, in Minneapolis that had the daycare there, she's gotten me countless customers because of how it changed the temperature of that room, spray foaming that crawl space. And, again, an idea for my dad. I was When I went out there, he was the first guy I called. That was 15, 20 years ago. And, uh, and, and, and boy, oh, boy. That one project has landed us a whole bunch of them. That lady is a big fan of ours, but it really was a big difference. That that floor was really cold, and she and it was a daycare, so those little kids running around, yeah. and, and uh, they're closer to the floor than the rest of us, so <laughs> it, made, it made a big difference. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kathy. Uh, Ron is calling from uh, New Brighton. Ron, you're on CCO with Andy. Uh, yes. Yeah, discovered I got mold on my shingles on my uh, garage. It's kind of a, a partial tuck under garage. And I noticed that that mold has gotten up on the siding, hardboard siding, 
Uh, I'm wondering, do I need to replace that, or is there something I can put on it to kill the mold and then obviously well, replace the shingles? More than likely, it's mildew, and you say it's like the cement board siding? No, no, it's, uh, I don't know, it's hardboard, it's brown hardboard, I don't, I don't remember what the like, name of like, it is. Like real wood? Yeah, yeah, okay. but it's like processed wood, it's, it's pressed wood or something, I don't know. Okay. Um, there are chemicals you can spray on them that you're not going to have to do any type of scrubbing, but... Once you do that, this is what you're going to want to do. You're going to want to get yourself a, a zinc strip, and, and you're going to install that along the peak of the roof. What that zinc strip is just galvanized steel. It oxidizes in a way that doesn't allow the mildew to grow back on it. And if you have a real shady part of your house, that can be an issue. If you have a lot of oak trees, for whatever reason, I don't know the science behind it, but uh, for whatever reason, it seems like the people that have mildew on the roofs have an oak tree nearby. More often than not, uh, I'm speaking from experience too, especially yeah. when you get the green stuff going on roofs, yeah. it seems to be more of the oak tree. The black stuff, it's, it's like a lichen. It's an algae. That's an it? algae that, yeah. that, that, that's growing on there. Now, the cool part about the shingles that we install, uh, Lance uh, from GAF has, has been a big advocate of this over the years. For us, the ultra shingle, which we're the only ones in the Twin Cities, that, that's a, our main shingle that we install comes with a 20-year mold, mildew, algae buildup guarantee. There's a new capsule that they're putting in the actual granules mm. that is time-released over time to, to make sure that those algae and mildew things never happen again. It's just another one of those cool things made by uh, GAF right here in Minneapolis. So for Ron, as a caller, and we have a text or two that uh, said, uh, I'll tell you what, let, let's, let's follow up on that mm-hmm. uh, because uh, you, can, you don't have to scrub your, your no, shingles. I can't remember the name of the sprays. Uh, they're, they're pretty common, but you should just be able to spray it, let it sit, and uh, then wash it off with a hose, and it, it is pretty good. There shouldn't be a lot of scrubbing that goes along. You might have to on the wood. The wood's a little bit more porous material. True, if it's getting true. a little bit farther into the wood, that, that might take a little bit of elbow grease on there. But once you get all that done, there is a way to make sure it never comes back, and that's either install a one of the roofs like I like I yes. have from GAF or the zinc strip up on uh, up on the peak. Hang on, Andy. We'll take uh, this break. Be right back. Hey, good morning. Welcome back to CCO's Home Improvement Show presented every week by our friends at Linda's Construction. If you want to get in touch with those good folks, we always like to give you that easy number to remember, 1-800-LEAFGUARD. Uh, do what I did uh, just yesterday at home. I went on uh, lindasconstruction.com. I was looking at a lot of the work you guys have done. It's kind of fun to see different projects. Yeah, and and the folks, some of the folks there too. Yeah, and we're uh, we're 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 launching a lot more blogs and uh, projects uh, stories that uh, we've done throughout the year. You know, this time of year we actually have a little bit more time around sure. the office to right. to get those things on. So it's a lot of fun to to see the different projects that the guys done and what the customers are actually saying and. And what's neat for me is to find out why they, they wanted to do the things they do so you can kind of get a little peek into the inside and why people are doing certain things to their home. And it's just a great place to come up with ideas, and it's a, it's a lot of fun. And talking to Sandy about our project, our projects, we're going to be doing before pictures. Yeah. So we'll be able to post those too. All right, back to the phones we go. Joe calling from South St. Paul. Joe, you're on CCO with Andy. Hey, happy holidays, gentlemen. How are you doing? Good, thank you. And to you. Great, great. Uh, I'm doing a remodel, 1960s house in the basement. We're going to be putting a, a one-bedroom down in there and then kind of just a open area for seating in that. And looking at uh, spray foam insulation, and you just kind of mentioned that, so I wanted to find out your, your take on um, closed versus uh, open 
I know the price differential is uh, a little bit more on the on the on the close, but just want to get your um, impression on where to go with that route in regards to um, uh, the rim joists and then the, the CMU walls. Yeah, definitely close sell. It is going to be a little bit more expensive, but it's a much better product. It's a better R value, and most importantly, um, it does a much better job of not letting uh, mold or mildew grow in, in it. So we always, I shouldn't say always, but uh, our our main product is going to be closed cell insulation. Mm-hmm. Is there any, any we're going to do kind of the, the rough framing, I know we hold it off the seam wall about an inch, inch and a half or so just so you get behind it, but is there any other prep? That you recommend? No, I would right. definitely get your insulator out uh, to go over the project before you're going going through things to make sure you're you're on the same page. But I don't know if you have to hold it out from the wall. I mean, what, how are you framing up the the room? Just uh, two by fours um, off the block wall. But you did mention maybe so they get behind the uh, the two by fours, the studs to kind okay. of get the insulation behind. Yep, it. yep, 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 yep. Uh, yeah. Or you can just do. Uh, you can put a vapor barrier on and put it tight and then then do the spray foam right there. I mean, the, 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 you're not going for the R. What, is it a block basement? Is it a walkout-type basement? No, what it's, do you it's have? a block basement. Okay. Closed block basement. So, yeah, keeping the, the, the moisture from coming into the room uh, from, from the block is what you're after. But you, if you put down the poly, you should be able to go tight to the wall. You, I, but let me double-check on that here on the break. Okay, perfect. I'll listen up for you guys. Appreciate the help, and uh, you guys have a good New Year's. You too. Cool. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate Hello, Joe. that. It's All fun. Right. Remodeling houses, oh, yeah. adding uh, adding rooms. It's a, yeah. it's a good time. It's a it's a, what a lot of uh, do-it-yourselfers can do. Those types of things. It it can be it can be a little stressful. Yes, if you're not prepared to move stuff around or uh, what what do you do when uh, somebody is let's say sanding a floor and refinishing a floor, a wood mm-hmm. floor. Do you have the, the homeowner stay out of, you know, if they're putting a new finish on it, do they stay away uh, for a day or so, or does that vary? It, it does vary from uh, homeowner to homeowner, and, uh, but usually, uh, uh, yeah, it's probably 50-50 when, when people are there when we're working or mm-hmm. not there when working. There's, there's things like when, when we do spray foam that, you know, you have to leave the house. It's just, you can't deal with the fumes. I remember um, that, yeah. It uh, is, is something, and I just had it done to my, my garage, and those guys are in there, and I walked in to talk to them, and I lasted, I don't know, a minute and a half <laughs> before yeah. I had to get out of there. It, uh, it's, it's, you, and you do, there are some laws, I think it's 24 hours after the spray foam before you can be back in the house. So I, I vaguely remember that. We had to leave for a while. Of course, the yeah. guys working on there have respirators. They're, Correct. They're, they're, yeah. uh, I did not, okay. however, you did have not. a respirator yeah. when, I, when I went into that house. All right, we have a line open if you want to call in your home improvement question for Andy, 651-989-9226. Again, if it's easier, send Andy a text, 81807. Here's one that we get a lot over the years. Somebody has cedar siding. Woodpeckers have drilled holes. <laughs> and what, just wood filler? What, do you, what would you do? I guess uh, depending on how large well, the damage. It, depending on how large the damage is, sometimes uh, that damage is because there's rotten wood. Oh, yeah. And there's insects in that wood that the the birds are after. Sometimes it's just woodpeckers being woodpeckers, though, and it's not that much of a damage, and you can go in there with wood filler or put some wood in there and then putty it and then prime it and then paint it or call a guy like me, and we'll come out with either our seamless steel siding or LP smart siding, and you don't have to worry about the woodpeckers ever again. They can go and uh, knock on your neighbor's house. <laughs> not yours. Uh-huh. Uh, here's one. Can't, Texas says, can I paint vinyl siding? Oh. Well, 
to use your quote, you, <laughs> you, you know, can paint you, a can, couch. you can paint a couch if you want to. Uh, y- you can. Um, the The problem with the vinyl siding is it moves, and as it moves, it is going to crack the paint. And you know, even if you bump into it, it's going to bend. And sometimes that can crack the paint and get the paint to peel off. So I've never seen it last a really long time. You know, there's ways you can you know, wash it well, prime it, of course, and then then paint. And you might get some good years out of it. But vinyl expands and contracts, you know, more than any of the other siding products that I work with. And that's where I w- where I would worry. I would I would definitely talk to a professional painter and see if you can get some kind of warranty on it. And but uh, we don't specialize in in painting uh, exteriors of home. We specialize in putting up siding that never needs to be painted on exteriors home. So what about I can do? I can look into it a little bit. What about some vinyl siding? Can Linda's replace stuff that maybe has faded? Yeah, is it tough to match? You know, it, you know? Yeah, once there's no matching yeah. vinyl. I mean, it's just it, it's it's all about the uniformity of the fade, not whether or not it's going to fade. With with vinyl, when when you're talking and, and when I pick a, a good vinyl manufacturer, is that it's going to fade uniformly. That's not going to chalk or you know one part's not going to get streaky or anything like that. But vinyl, it it fades. It's just, it does. Just what it does. Six five one nine eight nine nine two two six. Andy, let's go back uh, to the phones. Bill is calling from St. Paul, I believe. Bill, you're on with Andy. Hi, I have a follow up question on your foundation and the closed cell in for, in insulation stuff. Um, I have a, it's a 1890 house with a limestone foundation. The limestone is, you know, dusting off and chipping off and the mortar's kind of falling out. If you guys were doing something like that, would you leave a breather space? Then it's a little bit damp. Would you leave a breather space or would you go tight with the closed cell right to the foundation or how would you handle something like that? I I believe you'd have to leave a breather space because if the, the foundation is chipping off, it could chip off with the actual spray foam itself. Yeah. Now, um, okay. having said that, you know, like the, the samples of, of closed cell, uh, insulation that my guys carry around, it's sprayed to cardboard and right. there's no way you'd be able to peel that cardboard off that spray foam without a knife. Um, right. but that's, right. it's going to be a dusty material. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that. I got two, okay. I'm going to make one call here uh, right. on the next right. break here and, and, uh, see if I can answer a couple of these questions yeah. for you. But I, I believe we would have to build some type of a false wall before we, we seal that up. But when, once you have that sealed up, and, and I'm, this is a second call about people yeah. sealing their rim joists. This is like when we go to people's houses to do our, our, our heat map analysis of homes, it, uh, it seems to shock a lot of people that we want to go and look at the basement. Like, no, uh, the insulation's upstairs. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, but your problems might be downstairs. You might be right. getting stack effect coming all the way up your walls. Yep. And, uh, you know, our infrared imaging does a, does a good job of, of finding that. But uh, it, uh, it's two calls in a row. Yeah. Yeah. We've got some smart listeners yeah. today. Well, you know, it's a very irregular foundation. Um, I got to believe that the spray foam, the, the closed cell would stick to it like crazy, like you're talking about. Yeah. But I'm wondering if it needs that breather space and maybe even in conjunction with, um, you know, keeping the air from, you know, exiting the air for uh, radon and stuff like that. Um, if it would be a good idea to leave a breather space and maybe even try and get some, you know, draw. Have you had your house tested like for, for radon? No, we're in, the, we're in the process of that right now. Okay. 
I know uh, our radon mitigation system is, if you have that, is the way to go. And our good friends at SafeBasements.com do a really good job of that. So if you're getting all that tested, find all that out, and you should be able to make uh, the best choice once you have all that information. All right, Bill. Good luck with that. You know, Andy, we're going to take a break, and you've got homework to do do, uh, do, while we're doing that. So in the meantime, Steve, you're going to be next on the phone, and we'll grab some text messages as well. There is one line open. Use it if you like. For your home improvement questions, 651-989-9226. And the text number, 81807. We'll grab both when we come back. And welcome back to our home improvement show. Danny, along with Andy Lindis from Lindis Construction. You want to get in touch with those folks, 1-800-LEAF-CARD. We'll mention that before Andy takes his leave today. Uh, we have callers and we have texters, Andy. Let's, I know, but before we get back to that, you have... Uh, a little homework. I think you did the research already. Yes. Uh, on the Limestone Foundation, uh, we can spray foam right to that, but we're going to want to sweep um, all of the loose material off the limestone before that happens. Probably go up there at the shop back and try to make it as stable as a, a foundation as we sure. possibly can before you spray foam. And it's actually code to leave the, the studs on a basement wall an inch away and then spray foam. So to get by on, on most of the codes, that, that is the proper way to do that. Okay. And uh, like I said, uh, the biggest difference between open cell and closed cell is that open cell can get moisture in it. And really the only application to use open cell is for sound deadening. It's not a good oh, – it's I like see. half the R value of closed, value, uh, of closed cell as well. And in our climate with the big swing in temperatures we have and, 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 and know we're going from hot air to cold air on a regular basis, just just not a good product for our area of the world. Very good. All right. Let's go back to the phone. Steve has been waiting there in Apple Valley. Uh, Steve, what's your question for Andy? Hey, good morning. Enjoy your show. Thank uh, you. We're doing planning for about a 500-square-foot deck that we'll install this spring, and we're a little confused about the different options in terms of decking material. We're, we're really looking at uh, a durable, good value, best value type decking, which was anything that you could recommend. Yes. Um, I know you, are you looking for composite decking or are you, are you wanting real wood? Uh, we're looking at composite decking, so it's okay. new for us. Um, most of my customers choose composite too. Just, just the, the, the thought of staining a deck every other year or every two, every three years at the most in, in our area of the world to make it look nice uh, is not a, a fun thing for a lot of people. So the two deckings that we use are Zuri and the Azek material, which is uh, they bought TimberTech a few years ago. Oh, yeah. That used to be the, the main one that we use until Zuri came around. I have Zuri on my house. I'll give you some pros and cons on both of them. Um, they're, they're, they're both in the higher end of your composite decking, but from a longevity standpoint and the way it's going to look 20 years down the road and just from an ease of working with the company on, on, on some small warranty issues, I, I really do feel comfortable with them. I think that's those two materials have the best value of any of the other composite deckings. If I found another one, which are always looking, I, I would use it. And I'm sure a couple years down the road, something new and exciting is going to come out, and we will use it. But I have Zuri on my house. My brother has TimberTech on his house. My other brother has Zuri on his house. So we have, and and my deck is used as the entryway into my home, and it's going on a little over two years old now. And, And when it's clean, it looks like the day I installed it. The biggest drawback on Zuri decking is sometimes it can be slippery. Um, It can get frosty. And when, like, I, I have three three canines at my house that go in and out all the time, and they they're big to, dogs, big too. dogs, and they get in the mud. 
and they will leave paw prints, mud prints on the deck, and it, it does get a little bit dirtier than than other ones. The, why that is is because it's all on the surface. Nothing's getting absorbed into that material whatsoever. So those are the two that, that I would recommend, Zuri or Azek. And is it true in, with a decking, the composite type, the, the low maintenance, you kind of get what you pay for? You do. And I would, do, I would go, don't, you know, some of them say you can go two foot on center, go at least 16 inches on center. At my, uh, when, you, when you build the framing on my house, I did one foot on center. Um, it's real solid. It's just, so just, you know, for the extra dollars to talk in, into the framing, it's, why not? You know, it's a, it is, yeah. it is, it's, it's worth it. Well, well, thank you so much. Uh, I appreciate the, uh, the tips also on the spacing of the joists. Um, yeah. is, is that material available, uh, only through contractors or is it also available to do it yourselfers? It is available to do it yourselfers. And, and this is what, uh, you know, do it yourselfers. I think we, we get stuck going to the big box stores and don't get me wrong. I, uh, I've spent plenty of time in, in large, uh, in Home Depots and Lowe's and, and places sure. like that. And I've bought in plenty of stuff there. It's a very convenient store. But when it comes to buying the best building materials for your house, you know, places like, uh, you know, Aero Building Center, uh, uh, Lamperts. Uh, well, you, kind you, of a lumber yard. Yeah, kind of a, a lumber yards yeah. are, are, are where I would start. Shear Brothers, uh, all really good companies here in the Twin Cities. I, I buy almost everything from, from a place called Beacon, which formerly was Allied, which formerly was United Roofing. So o- o- over the years and, and, and I, I see, I know do-it-yourselfers can come in there and order stuff and pay for stuff over the counter if they want to, and you're going to get better materials and probably better help from from the people there to make sure that you're ordering the right stuff. Does that help you, Steve? That's perfect. Hey, thank you so much. Happy holidays. And to you. Thanks so much. Good luck. Uh, and Steve leaves that line open. If you, uh, we have time, yes, we do. If you want to call in your question, 651-989-9226. Text is 81807. Uh, texter wants to know, what kind of prep do I need to do on my bathroom wall before installing ceramic tile. That's something you've tackled. Yes, indeed. Uh, you're going to want to make sure you have, well, it depends on what type of wall that you have. You, you might not need to put up the backer board and, and use the thin set on that. Um, now, like on, on my bathroom wall, when I put tile on the wall, it's, my house is two-by-four construction, old farmhouse, and uh, us Lindises have a big problem in slamming doors. It's, uh, we just uh, seem to swing them a little bit too hard. And when I first put that ceramic tile on the wall with the thin set, it, it wasn't very, very long before a tile fell off the wall and, 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 and shattered on the floor. So the way I fixed that, I scraped it all off, started over, but I used a, a product that I think it was called PL400 or PL200, basically liquid nails. Oh, yeah. So it's a liquid glue, and that's what I used on the wall. So in order to get that tile off the wall, I'm going to be taking the paper off my sheetrock. That's the drawback. Now, you are going to have sheetrock repair should you ever have to replace that. But for a do-it-yourselfer, I... Uh, I, it was a, a much more stable way of putting things on, and you just want to make sure that in the grout lines, if any glue spills over, you're getting that out of the grout line so you can get a solid grout line in there. There's no really taking that glue out in an easy way once it, once it hardens up. Okay. All right. Uh, thought, they want your thoughts, Andy, on a hot roof on an attic truss bonus room. Uh, pros and cons of that. 
First of all, maybe you could describe what a hot roof is. Well, a hot roof is any roof that is not vented, and usually the cavity is completely uh, filled with insulation. Now, if you're doing this with spray foam, you're going to be much better off, and it's going to be a much more comfortable room. My experience with cellulose and fiberglass or just bats, there's just not enough space to get the proper amount of R value or get any type of attic air sealing done so you're not allowing the air to move from the room through the attic or from the hot air to come from the, well, there's no attic, from the roof down into that room. Just like that, that caller earlier, that, that was a bonus room that they're talking about. They can't, it's, it's way too cold in the wintertime, way too hot in the summertime. It really is. It has a lot to do with how that floor is insulated and how the ceiling is insulated. All right. Uh, we had a, a, another, we were talking about this earlier, uh, about uh, asphalt shingles has dark mildew. We probably it's probably algae, wouldn't yeah. you think? Uh, and they're looking to for a product to spray on to remove it. But some they say again. We talked about this. Requires scrubbing. I haven't. I don't think that's always necessary. Is it? No. The the ones that I'm I'm thinking of. You know, I, I should look at that online. You know, I'll do some research and and try to put it on uh, on our Facebook page okay. on uh, what products. But I see the roofing that we do. We we install the right zinc strips and years ago and we ran into those issues to make sure it doesn't happen. And now with GAF, I we don't have to worry about that. So I don't I haven't done enough research on this chemical that you have to spray on roofs because it's just I haven't had to go into my customers yeah. and, and do it. So I uh, I'll, I'll do some research and try to come out. But I, the ones I've read in the past, it's just spraying them on, letting them sit and wash them off. There shouldn't be any scrubbing involved. I agree. We have less than 60 seconds to go. Uh, people usually say, uh, what, what kind of work does Linda still do this winter? Oh, we're doing everything. You know, the, the, that winter started a little bit fast, but this this mild weather has yeah. been uh, been a bonus to us all. So Windows? Uh, windows, siding, roofing, decking guys are still out there, and we still have some really awesome deals on, on windows. Free installation, that's free labor on Season Guard windows and Marvin Infinity windows, and free labor on insulation, that's attic insulation, Ooh. and you're going to get a heat map analysis of your home. So you're really going to find out the science behind your home for free when one of my guys comes out and tells you what's going on. And what a difference that insulation makes. It does. Wow. All right. Merry Christmas to you guys at Linda's. I got you. And happy birthday to Kevin. Yes, indeed. 63 years young. He's just a kid. <laughs> All right. Happy birthday, Kevin. The cap. And uh, we'll be back again next week with more home improvement talk, inviting uh, your calls and text messages here on News Talk 830 WCCO.